0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee the Gentiles. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light, and for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. From that time Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, And great crowds followed him, from Galilee and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.
1: So this is not normal behavior. At first glance, the Gospel for this morning is the stuff of conmen and cults. Jesus walks by, and suddenly four men leave everything. Nets and fish and boats and business and family and friends and their fathers. And they do that to follow Jesus. So what is it that makes Jesus so attractive? Jesus is clearly bright. You remember that when Jesus began teaching in the synagogues, Folks said, this is remarkable stuff. We've never, ever heard anything like this before. But being bright isn't enough to explain it. Jesus is certainly engaged. Today, Jesus is doing exactly what he did at Christmas. Jesus has left home and he has come to us but just being close enough to somebody isn't always enough to sway them. If it were, then kids would do whatever their parents say. The miracles don't hurt. Anybody who can cure the hopelessly sick gets attention, at least for a while. But eventually we lose interest. And that didn't happen to these four, not to Peter and Andrew and James and John. These four stuck with Jesus until it killed them. This gospel suggests that Jesus got followed and that Jesus got famous for the one thing in this text that seems common and even unremarkable to us. That is repentance. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The last thing I stole from a nun was the picture of a fish. It was Lent, and it was on her door, and she wasn't there. And I made a copy, and I put it back, so I don't think it was a sin, but it was a great picture. It was the picture of a salmon turning upstream to spawn, turning upstream toward life. That is the technical definition of repentance, turning upstream toward life. And that's what's happening in the gospel for today. That's the thing that is so attractive about Jesus That's the reason these four leave everything to be his apostles. That's the reason they turn their lives around. It's why they turn toward Jesus and they never look back. Because in the flesh and blood of Jesus, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And those dwelling in the region and shadow of death On them a light has dawned. And that's what happens to you here every time you come to the liturgy. Jesus calls you to turn upstream and live. I've read that the oddest thing about going into an area where there's been a genocide is that the birds stop singing and the bugs stop chirping. It seems that when there's been a mass killing, when there's been mass death, nature actually goes silent. You can imagine then what it must have been like for Jesus to wade into the land of Zebulun and Naphtali and Galilee and the Decapolis, into lands where almost everybody was spiritually dead. With his divine senses, you can imagine how it must have looked and smelled and sounded to Jesus. It looked all dark, and it smelled all dead, and it sounded all quiet. And you can only imagine what a job it must have been to turn all of that around, to turn it all upstream. Yes, Jesus is clearly bright, Jesus could see the task that was before him, and Jesus is clearly engaged. He was born for this. And yes, Jesus teaches and he heals, but most remarkable is that Jesus comes distributing repentance and forgiveness. Jesus comes touching you and turning you around and healing you even though making you better makes himself worse. Even though turning you back to life means turning himself over to death as the price for your sins. It's not odd that the cross is attractive to us. It's very odd that the cross is attractive to him. In a world that is now so filled with anger, a world that feeds upon itself by always condemning the other guy, you're the bad one, you're the trouble, you're the sick one, you're dark, you're demonic, you're stupid, you deserve to be dead. Jesus reverses the flow. Jesus comes near to us. Jesus comes right next to us and Jesus says, turn around and follow me right now because the kingdom of God is right here. His love for us floods the landscape, forgiving everything and healing us and resurrecting us and spinning us around and setting us firmly on a new course, putting us into his own footsteps. Yes, it is light that made Jesus famous and it is life that makes Jesus worth following. But it is divine love It is divine love that those four fishermen found so attractive in him. It is divine love that turns us around and lets us live. And it's no wonder then that so many have left so much over the centuries to follow. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.